Hi everyone and welcome to the Digitize Diaries, your one-stop conversational platform for frank and open communication around the digitization process. Each episode we deep dive into examples, experience and learnings from experts in the field as well as expanding on our own journey so far. A safe environment to discuss the future of commerce and the role technology will play in it for your business. Now let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Digitize Diaries. My name is Wayne Denner. Uh, I'm one of your hosts today. I'm delighted to be joined as always on these particular digital transformation conversations with my co-host, Barry Lee Cummins, and also uh, my co-founder in our fantastic platform, CoBabble, which we will be talking about a little bit more uh, later on today. But I want to welcome everybody along to this episode of the Digitize Diaries. If you're listening live today on LinkedIn, a huge hello to you. But if you're picking this up on the replay, we also do want to say a very special hello to you as well. But good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon, Wayne. A pleasure to be here as always and uh, looking forward to having a, a really interesting conversation on what is episode two of the Digitized Diaries. And the uh, the whole point of us doing this is to have some conversations between ourselves, but also to talk with and hear from uh, those working professionals in the digitization arena and uh, and learn, you know, learn from them and uh, and share what we've learned along our journey so far. So I'm really looking forward to today's session. And of course, Barry, you are in sunnier climates than me. Uh, I'm in the UK and you are coming live today from Dubai, from the UAE. I'm sure the weather is absolutely gorgeous and not freezing cold here, like here in the UK. It's definitely a little bit warmer out there today, although it is a bit windy, but, you know, it's all, all relative because over here, if it's around 20, 22 degrees, it's chilly for us because it's <laughs> it's it's not, not 45 degrees. But uh, no, can't complain. The sun is still up in the sky, blue skies out there. So, yeah, very nice day. Yeah. Not to make you jealous. Yeah, a, a little bit more bearable. And it's been a while since I've been back in the uh, lovely United Arab Emirates uh, before COVID. In fact, that long ago, I do miss that nice, warm sun sunshine, uh, those blue skies, and hopefully in the not too distant future, I will get a trip back down. But Barry, um, let's kick off. You said something really interesting uh, a couple of moments ago about learning. And we're all on a learning journey, I feel personally, when it comes to digital transformation. Although it's been happening for a number of years, there is still a huge amount of learning taking place. And that's one of our key objectives in the Digitized Diaries. It's to bring people together, to have conversations, but to learn from each other. And I think that's something that we're really going to be focusing on, the ability to knowledge transfer uh, within this podcast so that people who are maybe listening in who let's say have got an interest in digital transformation that's cool that's fine uh, we welcome any comments feedbacks suggestions but if you're a business owner and you're out there and you're looking for ways to improve efficiencies within your business uh, to transform certain aspects of your processes and how you do things then the digital transformation journey is a journey that you need to be on 100 percent and we're really looking forward to exploring that a little bit further. I think the, the the key point about learning is that you and I 
whether we recognize it or not, we're, we're always learning ourselves, but we have it within us to also uh, impart knowledge, you know, with the work that we do in the cyber safety um, and cyberbullying prevention realm. This idea of education and, and learning sits very close to our hearts. And uh, we've also both got very thick skin. So feedback is always welcome, positive and negative um, in terms of um, what we're doing well, whether the information is resonating uh, with people. Uh, and of course, what we're missing, because a big part of this is to, to be able to reach out to those that you already know uh, who are either involved with or maybe quite far down the digitization platform uh, and process that we could uh, speak with and, and get to share some of their knowledge and experience with a, a wider audience. Because I think something that we've really established over the last couple of years is that um, this is happening and uh, some of us out there might be not too keen on it and we might be a little bit resistant to change, uh, but it's happening. Uh, and I think if we can break it down into more digestible chunks so there's less fear of, of what's going on out there, then uh, we can start to embrace it. And, and I think that will be beneficial for everybody. So true. And we were talking on the first episode about the McDonald's in Texas that is moving more towards uh, digital processes within its restaurant environment. And it was really interesting uh, in that particular case study that they haven't went for a fully automated approach, but they are testing speed and efficiency. And I thought that was really interesting in, the, in that article in the Guardian newspaper. Uh, and for many of us in our businesses, and a hello to Adrian Kern, my good friend, uh, who I've just had a coffee with this morning, who is listening in uh, to this episode. Maybe if Adrian has any, and he does have lots of good insight when it comes to all things digital, I uh, would like to come up and, and, and share some thoughts and some insights, he'd be very welcome. That, that article was interesting in the sense, Barry, that it was really focusing and shining the spotlight in on speed and efficiency. Efficiencies in particular, uh, and I know this is something myself and Adrian talk about on a regular basis, you know, how to be more efficient in, in, in digital marketing, for example, uh, how to be more uh, efficient in your business and in your stream, streamlining your processes uh, and your procedures. Uh, and that's a really important component for, for lots of businesses. And, and digital technologies, digital solutions, digital tools, uh, and the transformation process in general uh, gives businesses that opportunity. It does indeed, yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that if we're able to embrace it rather than fear it, we can move all of our businesses forwards uh, at light speed, which is, you know, that's the speed that these things are happening and changing now. And I think that we, we were talking just before uh, going live about this idea that that digitization is not a new concept. It's just been accelerated over the last 12 months or, or more. But businesses have been you know, looking at digitization and digitalization since, you know, early 2000s and, and simple things, even like Domino's back in 2011, their, their campaign was, and it was an app-based campaign, was to try and allow you to order a pizza within 17 seconds because that's how long it took for the traffic lights to go from uh, red to green. So if you stopped at the traffic light, they, they, their whole idea of digitization and speed and optimization was to allow you to order from them within the time it takes for, for the traffic lights to change, which I, I thought was fascinating and also really interesting because that was way, way back. I say way, way back is 2011. That, that was a, that's a long time ago. And now what we're seeing is the, the jumps and the leaps um, of, of, of what the systems and technology can do. They're so much bigger and happening so much faster. Um, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's fascinating, but it's also, I think a lot of people are a bit scared of it because they're coming from a background that's maybe not technology based. Uh, and they're also, and we touched upon this in the first episode, they're looking at it from a fear perspective that, oh, the, 
the robots are going to take over and I'm going to lose my job to a robot. And I think a big part of what we want to try and impart is that that's not necessarily true. Uh, and there are ways of looking at this change and that digitization in a really positive um, manner rather than the negative. Indeed, indeed. And uh, hello to Paula, uh, Megan. Uh, you're very welcome uh, to today's episode. And if you do have something you'd like to add to the conversation, and as Barry already mentioned, this is very much a conversation. We're here to learn from each other. Um, we're here to share our insights and our thoughts when it comes to digital transformation. We would love to have you up uh, to share your insights and your thoughts. Uh, it's just a matter of raising your hand and we can certainly invite you up uh, to have some input in this conversation today. And we are recording this episode of the Digitized Diaries and it is going to be available in a repurposed podcast on iTunes, Spotify and all good podcasting platforms over the next couple of days. But we talked about this, Barry, in episode one about the different examples of digital transformation. And it's touching many different sectors from banking to retail to insurance sectors to the hospitality sector and a whole different range of, of sectors are all looking for ways to implement uh, digital change uh, and also digital transformation. Uh, and you shared a, an interesting example uh, in our last episode in Dubai in particular, uh, whenever you were going to meetings, um, there wasn't actually a a physical receptionist in the uh, reception. I thought that was a great example, but you must have seen lots of, of change in, in, in the region as a whole. And the Dubai Expo, um, there were lots of different robots and different uh, examples uh, of technology pieces starting to happen. Have you seen any other good examples in, in the region? Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting because it's it's happening all over the place. Um, and there's a huge culture here, especially in, in the UAE of, of entrepreneurship. And there's so many businesses starting now that are technology focused, they're either a tech stack or they're fintech or, and they're all focused on streamlining processes and making the, the customer experience um, either easier or more positive or more involved. Um, and it's, as you said, they're going across the board of every industry is looking at this, not just in you know, mechanical processes and whatnot, but just in terms of how somebody engages with the brand um, is really, really interesting. And we're seeing it happening um, on the ground here, and actually, it's kind of um, in line with one of the, um, the the examples that we were looking at before. But there's a there's a, a supermarket chain called uh, Wegmans, not here in the UAE, but this is more um, US based. But they were introducing the idea of, of digitization to their um, customers, and this is like a just a, a ten a ten point eight billion dollar annual revenue company looking at digitization, and there was something as simple as them providing an app so that as you're walking around the store, you can scan and bag your own groceries whilst you're walking around the shop. Now, there's been various different iterations of this, and I've seen it on the ground here in Carrefour. It was slightly different. They had these physical, um, almost like guns that you would walk around with and you'd zap everything and then you'd put them in the basket and it would effectively allow you to do it. But it's interesting how that's now transitioned into the app so that you don't need any additional hardware. Um, you can just pull out your phone, which we all have with us, uh, wander around the supermarket, scan everything yourself, uh, put it into your uh, into the bags and then effectively walk out. Um, this example, they, they still have to pay at the end uh, as a kiosk. But then that got me thinking about Amazon and Amazon Go, whereby it's all um, RFID based and you literally walk in and walk out and to the point where you think somebody's potentially stealing something but but actually it's it's all just been taken off of a um you know a wallet or whatever you've got set up from that side of things 
And again, people are saying, well, I'm not sure I like that idea. I'm not sure I like the idea that it's being, I'm being scanned as I walk through and whatnot. But I think it's also important for us to realize that it's happening already. Um, and it's, it is making our lives easier to a certain extent because we're not having to think about, oh, have I got this? And have I got this at the checkout? And can I do that? I can literally just wander in, wander out and, and I'm off again. And as I said at the beginning of this, I think a lot of what digitization is, is offering is the streamlining of processes, which leads to convenience at the end of the day. Uh, and here in this part of the world, especially, um, people will pay a premium for, for convenience. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And you and I know, um, you know, from the time that I've spent working uh, in the Middle East, um, people love convenience. Um, it's mm. one of those countries in the world that convenience is so important. I mean, some of the things and the initiatives that I've seen uh, in my time working in Dubai and, and in other parts of the region, you know, the convenience is a really important component. Um, but there are many challenges as well. Um, and when we think of the region as a whole, and again, just just looking at Dubai and the and the UAE, um, they've really embraced um, e-com in particular, uh, e-commerce. Um, but it's taken a little bit of time to get there. And I remember me and you, Barry, having very early conversations about you actually ordering things online in Dubai, for example, and maybe them, you know, and, and I would say to you, well, look, I just went on to Amazon and I ordered a new microphone, turned up two days later. Uh, and you were telling me about some of the challenges in, in the region whenever you order things in the Middle East, it can go to different places or, or, or get lost. Yeah, or not get to you. Or and it was, and it's you. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> because we used to, and we still don't really have a, you know, proper address system as it were so the whole idea the convenience of amazon which it does do now to be fair is that you go on there you order and then tomorrow it turns up at your door uh, to the point where now here they don't even bother ringing your doorbell or anything they just leave it outside the door and you get an email saying it's been delivered uh, even if you're there <laughs> so they don't even try uh, to, to to get hold of you from a human interaction perspective but yeah way back when it used to be a case of this is supposed to be convenient but this this conversation that I'm having with more often than not the delivery driver is definitely not convenient because I can't describe to him where I live because it's not like I can say, oh, I live at number 22 XYZ um, close. It was, well, I live in this building in this apartment or I live in this villa. And they say, okay, what's the name of the road? Mm, it doesn't have a name. Oh, okay. Uh, well, how am I going to find you? Is there any landmark close by? So you end up having a conversation. Say, well, um, you turn right, you turn left, and you look into the distance. If you see three palm trees in a row, yeah. turn right there. Uh, and then you go over a couple of sand dunes and we're, we're on the left. And anything, he's never going to find me. But to be fair, they would. Yeah. Um, it's just that you, the whole e-com experience, and this is not even talking about payment processing, just the ability to go online, order something, and know that it turns up tomorrow. That was pretty much unheard of, yeah. you know, less than a decade ago. Yeah, or, or I love the example, and again, going back to my time in the Middle East, where they move a road or they, they, they change the road. <laughs> uh, and I remember traveling around Dubai in particular with you and we were going to meetings uh, and you were saying, well, we'll just take this road. And then suddenly we would get there, but that road would be gone or yeah. it would be moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen as much, although yeah. it is still doing so. But yeah, which also was interesting because it made things like Google Maps and Waze, which are, again, designed to make your life easier, um, just unreliable for, for us for, for a good number of years because they couldn't make the changes fast enough. And if you were following it, you could literally literally, you know, come to a dead end or, or drive yourself off the end of the road into what used to be the way home was now a huge sandbank. Yeah. 
I remember it well. Now, there, there are lots of challenges, Barry, as well, when it comes to, to digital transformation and, and I suppose any type of transformation. And I was doing a little bit of research over the past couple of days ahead of our conversation. Um, and I came across some really interesting statistics that 45% of employers do not know where to start when it comes to digital transformation. Um, and again, going back to that fear factor that you mentioned earlier on, um, and that's what we're trying to do in these conversations. We're trying to, first of all, have a conversation, but bring people um, on that, that journey so that we can learn um, together. But I think there are some practical things that people can do. And I'm, I'm sort of putting on my, my learner's hat here whenever I went back during COVID uh, to the University of Ulster to, to do a course on, on digital transformation management. Uh, and one of the big talking points uh, in the learning was all about, you know, driving a culture shift um, within companies and organizations and, and that the culture shift itself requires new tools uh, and new software for employees to learn and use. And that in itself can be a huge challenge. Um, and we know this, I know Adrian will agree with this, you know, in the audience today, we're, we're always looking for new tools and we're constantly learning uh, new tools. Um, and we frequently have conversations about this tool and that tool. And there's a, there's a huge learning curve involved in all of this, Barry. And, and that can be challenging for some people within organizations. Definitely. And I think this idea of culture, and actually it's interesting that, that, that Paul is here uh, in terms of this idea of change and uh, and coaching people through change is something that Paula does uh, day in, day out and uh, does exceptionally well in, in terms of we, we – you and I, you know, we will talk about the technology and we'll look at the various different tools that perhaps are technology based to help that. But as was the case, you know, 20 years ago when I used to work in, in Microsoft and we'd look at implementing technology to help streamline processes back then, there was this fear that the, the technology was going to take their job away. And so there was resilience and there was pushback against that. Whereas what we need to really adapt to now is this idea of, of, of training and helping our employees, A, understand that it's not here to replace you. It's here to allow you to be more strategic in your role. Uh, and again, this is messaging that's 20 years old now, uh, but still we're not there. But I think that that also requires the human element or, or training and human resource side of things to help um, guide the workforce through this change uh, and and allow them to not only um, you know accept it, which is the first instance, but also then thrive with it and understand the benefit the uh, that the changes are going to bring to them. Because as you said, it's you know we're all resistant to change. We're creatures of habit, and we've been doing a job for so long that we know it inside out. Um, but we we therefore might not be open to hearing somebody tell us, you know what, there's a, there's a more efficient way of doing it. And no, it doesn't mean you losing your job, it's just you having more time to do perhaps parts of the job that you really enjoy that you end up not doing because you're having to be more of an administrative role, for example. Um, and I think that you, you make a really valid point there that the, uh, the way that the, the workforce is educated and talked to about the changes uh, and what digitization actually is and is going to do for them. I think that's one of the keys to successful implementation. Yeah, no doubt. And I really think that's important that you listen to your employees as well. You know, businesses should, you know, they should really be thinking about the proactive steps to try and gain the sort of information and insights from the employees first and foremost, uh, and then look for ways to equip them with either the training and development that they need. And that's really important um, that there is an element of training and development involved 
to bring your employees along on that digital transformation. Uh, it's just not about you know giving them that software, giving them those tools. You really have to support them through that process. And I think that's something that's, that's really important because that's going to help them make that transition uh, that where the company is, is, is looking to go. And I think taking things step by step is really important. And one of the things that I learned from, from that particular program with the university was, you know, being clear about the, the milestones uh, in that transformation journey, in that process, maybe you're, you know, you're looking to implement an element of change within your company or your organization that has a digital component in particular that you, you set out proper milestones and you're realistic uh, about what it is you're trying to do. But Ultimately, from, from an organizational perspective, it's really important that everybody within the organization is on board. But there's no doubt you're going to have resistance from, 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 from certain people. And in some cases, some of this comes from senior management uh, trying to push this change down through the organization. Uh, and that can be challenging and, 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 and that can be difficult. 100%, uh, which again, sometimes senior management find very difficult to do, not only because of where they are, but because of how they perceive themselves to be within the business is that, well, everyone's looking up to me, I, I should have all the answers. Um, and, and therefore, I don't want to look like I'm uh, weak or unknowledgeable by saying, mm, I don't know, and uh, and going and asking for help, and that that's something that's been very prevalent here in a lot of businesses uh, in this part of the world, which I'm happy to say has been changing uh, over the last uh, decade, really. But it's it's so important because I think that if we're able to have an open uh, approach to this, and that senior management are open to um, learning as well, uh, because I think as I've said many times in, in many of the sessions and things I've done is that the most dangerous words in, in business are, it's because we've always done it that way. Uh, that that doesn't always mean it's the best way. And I think even more so now with, with the impact that technology and, and digital tools is having is that maybe that way of doing it was fine for how we used to do things. But I think it's also really important for every organization to realize that the next generation of their customer is getting younger and younger, more digitally focused, uh, and are expecting to be able to interact with your brand, regardless of what you do or what you sell or whatever service it is you provide. They're going to expect to do it through a digital format. And, uh, and if you're not keeping up with that, then they're going to go and find a company that is. Absolutely. And there's lots of great examples out there. I mean, you you shared one or two examples already in relation to companies and organizations, both public and private sector, that are engaging in digital transformation. And we can all probably think of an example here today where we've experienced something over the past couple of days. Maybe we had an interaction with a company or an organization that was more you know, digitally focused, there was some element of transformation happened within that company or that organization, be it, you know, compared to a previous experience that we might have had that was maybe more of uh, an analog experience. Would that be the right word? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. It is, yeah, the, the, the analog approach. And it's just, I just wanted to say on that front, because it, it, I had an experience yesterday and today with one of the uh, the delivery companies here, not not like we used to have, but it was where what they've implemented um, you know, WhatsApp chats to be able to uh, streamline the process of there's something out for delivery, show us where you are and we'll get it to you. I was like, and I think this is great. And so I got the WhatsApp and it says, this is the, the WhatsApp chat bot for this company. 
Um, sh- tell us where you are, either share your location or share a Google map pin of where you are and we'll have it delivered to you. And so I wasn't where I wanted it to be delivered. And I went on to Google Maps. I got the the you know the URL, shared it to the chat bot, and then you get the uh, computer says no. <laughs> you think, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it right. So I did it again. I said, sorry, you're not doing it right. It doesn't tell you how to do it right. It says you can you either use the, you know, the in the WhatsApp you've got share your locations. Well, I'm not on my location. So, and then it says, or go into Google maps and do this. So that's exactly what I did. And it would not work. And I did it a few or four times. And then of course it's a chat bot. So it can't go off script, um, to the point where interestingly enough today we went analog and they had to call me (laughs) a normal phone call. And so as much as they're trying to move things forward, sometimes it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. (laughs) And you were probably quite surprised when you actually got that phone call. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's fantastic. Uh, and again, once again, hello to John Paul uh, joining us uh, here today. Don't forget, if you do have a, a question or something you would like to share, uh, this is very much a learning environment today, um, as all of our uh, digitized diaries are going to be. It's an opportunity for us to learn uh, a little bit more about digital transformation, have the conversation, um, because there's a huge potential here for digital in general to be able to help our companies or our organizations. And there are a lot of benefits, Barry. We've talked about some of these benefits. You mentioned some of them at the start. Uh, We were talking about efficiencies, you know, streamlining processes, reducing costs as well, driving growth within your company and your organization. I know that's something that me and Adrian were talking a little bit about earlier on, about growth within companies is really important. And it can be it can be small changes. That's the thing. Whenever we think of digital transformation, sometimes we think of real major changes within a company or an organization. But it can be a small change. It can be a small efficiency that can help drive growth within your company or your organization. It could be just to improve the customer experience. And you were talking a couple of moments ago about those chatbots, that once the chatbot goes off script, it kind of doesn't know how to handle it. And it's nice to have that human intervention, which is really important. And I think human intervention remains so important as we embark more towards more transformation within our companies and our organizations. Definitely. And I think that as much as we are, you know, advocates for uh, digitization and the digital era, uh, there's uh, we're in that transition period. Uh, and that means we need to have both sides of the coin. Otherwise, it's not going to work very well. But uh, to your point, I think that the, one of the major advantages of 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 what is happening is this idea of customer experience because of the expectations of our customers now. Uh, and it was actually quite interesting to see uh, how uh, different organizations, and as we were going through this, one of those um, examples I found from, from the region was the Commercial Bank of Kuwait, actually. You're talking about small changes. What they decided to do was actually to implement uh, face-to-face video chat in their support uh, to try and incre- increase user engagement for their online banking. They wanted to push more people into the online banking uh, side of things. And so they introduced a video chat solution within um, that that's part of the, the function. And of course, well, say of course, but it did what they wanted and it saw a marked increase in the online engagement, which meant that there was less people queuing in branches to ask questions that could be easily answered through a different uh, a medium. And, and so it was a very small change that just introduced this. Uh, and it really helped them to um, in, reduce time, increase online engagement and push people down to one of their key metrics, which was to increase the number of people who are actually uh, taking out the, the online banking option uh, because they wanted to have 
less people uh, doing it the old-fashioned way and standing in a long queue in a in a, a branch trying to to do something that really didn't require them uh, being there at all. And so it was this whole customer experience was being improved because less queues, less aggravation, less infuriation from the the customer, uh, and the the end result being you know better customer relationships and faster response times, faster real-time response times to their customers. And I just thought when I was looking through, I thought, yeah, that's it. That's a small, tiny change that they implemented. It wasn't like they were drastically changing everything all at once. It was just introducing one piece of technology that allowed for uh, quite a few things to happen. And they did it in a way that allowed their user, who were perhaps in some cases queuing up for the the, the branch because that's how they always did it and were a bit resistant to change because oh, I'm not such a fan of these smartphones anyway, but by making it a really simple process, encouraged more and more of them to, to do it. And then by, I think this is really important, delivering on the, the promise of convenience and faster times, uh, they had a much higher uptake of that. But again, it was just a really small, subtle change to start with. And that was the beginning of their journey uh, into the whole digitization program. And that can be so important, particularly if you are a medium to large company or organization where you are looking to implement digital transformation, change within the company or the organization, maybe shift the culture a little bit, start with those small changes um, and, and, and phase them in. So what, rather than go for something that's, that's really big, you know, really going to disrupt um, the, 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 the organization as a whole, uh, maybe instill a lot of fear within people that maybe they're going to have uncertainty around their jobs, maybe start to look at the smaller changes that you can implement from a digital transformation perspective and, and, and try to bring people on that journey, I think is something that's going to be really important um, for companies and organizations to consider as well. Now, let's talk um, a little bit, Barry, about our own experiences in this pre-COVID where we embarked on a, a digital journey uh, in, in the creation of a, a platform called Cobabble. Uh, and fundamentally, what we were looking for was a way to make training and development materials available to our audience. We were doing a lot of work in the online safety space, going into schools and colleges, uh, speaking to students, speaking to parents about how to keep their children and young people safer online. Uh, and we were looking for a way to, to make those resources available to a wider audience. Um, and we initially created a platform called Cobabble that allowed us to do just that. So create our video content, create our podcasts, create our PDFs uh, and make that content available in a handy smartphone app that parents, teachers, educators could download from the app store uh, and get access to current uh, contemporary uh, information when it comes to safeguarding uh, and helping keep children and young people safer uh, in the digital world. But Cobabble in itself has evolved um, through the past number of years. COVID-19 has been a good example where that has really pushed development of our platform forward now that it's become much more flexible, a little bit more dynamic. Um, but really what we're trying to do is we're trying to focus on the, the key uh, components within our platform, within our technology solution that helps companies and organizations become more efficient. Absolutely. And I think that it's really important just to note that what we originally started out to do um, changed quite drastically through 
COVID. Um, we did the, the the COVID pivot. And I think this is also a big part of the understanding or maybe misunderstanding in digital transformation is that it doesn't always go according to plan. Um, and so you have to be flexible enough. And I think as a small or medium-sized business, you have that flexibility to be quite agile. And as you see things changing, i.e. the environment around you, which you can't control in some cases, um, that you adapt. And, uh, and that's where Cobabble kind of adapted from you know, the why we originally built it was to clone ourselves, really, this whole idea of being in more than one place at one time. And then as we saw what COVID was doing to our world and communication is that we realized that our original target audience, who were, were mums and dads uh, and schools, they were like all of us, we were in a state of flux and we weren't sure which way was up for a little bit of time. Uh, but business kept happening. Business kept carrying on in multiple different areas. Uh, so we we continued our digitization journey just under a different guise. And, and I think that's an important reference point because it, it hasn't gone according to plan. And I think you back me up <laughs> there, Wayne, in terms of how things have gone. Totally, totally. There's been so many ups and downs over the past couple of years. And, you know, a lot of uncertainty in terms of what was happening globally. We stuck to we stuck to our course. And now what we're starting to see is, you know, as more and more companies um, start to explore uh, digital transformation, they are looking for tools and they are looking for solutions. Uh, and this is where having this conversation, particularly today and indeed in future conversations in terms of where Cobabble can help is an area that I'm really excited about. Because as you know, Barry, we are led by customer feedback. And that's something that's really important because it's the customer that's helping shape uh what Cobabble needs to do within companies or organizations. And in the very early days, I was caught up with, you know, trying to come up with the solutions, but with very little knowledge about in a particular sector or, or industry, what were the pain points that that particular company had. So we're very much led now by our customer feedback from our clients that we currently have, uh, both in the UAE uh, and indeed in the UK and Ireland. And they're helping shape the product, which is exciting for us. It is, absolutely. And it also taps into this idea of rather than us creating something that we think is is uh, fit for purpose, why not actually go out to market and ask people what they need and then provide it to them? And I think it's something that we'll probably t- touch upon in future episodes. And it's I think it's a really important one, especially for small and medium enterprises, um, is this idea that digitization is expensive. And I think that that's, uh, you know, one of those topics that will require its own episode or a couple. And, and hopefully people will join in on those because um, there is this, uh, this I suppose, narrative out there that it's an expensive thing. The technology is going to be a, a load of money. We're going to have to invest in hardware. There's going to be all of this expense. And are we really going to see a return on that? And I think it's important for us, again, just from a, a Cobabble perspective, that one of the things we had in mind and we got from the market in terms of feedback was this idea that it needed to do all of these things, i.e. help streamline process and bring some of the more manual processes into the digital world. But it had to be at a price point that was affordable by a small and medium enterprise, um, and uh, but yet still had this a massive amount of functionality. And of course, that that's the, the road we went down. And as you said, we only went down that road because uh, we got that feedback. From from prospects and clients, and, and that guided us on on this pathway, and that taps into you know what we're doing now with the digitized diaries. It's about sharing that experience, sharing that journey, uh, sharing all the learning that we've had along the way, and then 
as we said at the beginning, selfishly, for us to learn as well, because there's loads of people out there with loads more experience in this, and we'd love to talk with them. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully at some point we'll get Adrian uh, to come up and uh, in future episodes and talk a little bit about his digital journey. I know um, Adrian has, uh, you know, lots of value to add to these types of conversations as well, which is really helpful. And that's going to be useful. Adrian's a a guitar tutor here, uh, but does lots of different things, but has created a fantastic ecosystem uh, online for people looking to, to, to learn the guitar and has put a whole suite of learning resources together where his students across the world, in fact, can can book sessions with him, uh, can access all of these amazing resources uh, through his own portal that he's created, uh, making them available to people uh, at a time that's convenient to them. So it'll be interesting to tap into Adrian's experience as well. But Barry, look, it's been a, another fantastic conversation today. I always enjoy these conversations and I know we're only in episode two, but I just think there's a whole load of fantastic things that we can discuss and we can talk about in uh, in forthcoming episodes. Uh, and we're going to be back hopefully twice a week, uh, maybe even twice uh, every two weeks uh, to have these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, continuing these conversations. I'm looking forward to hearing from Adrian as well, because uh, I've seen bits and pieces of what he's doing. and It's fascinating. And again, lots of learning and experience there. And uh, yeah, I just uh, appreciate uh, the, the, the opportunity as always, Wayne. It's always good to talk to you about these things. And uh, and thanks for hosting this, because this is my first one. So uh, really happy about that. And uh, I think it's gone very well. Not at all. And, and thank you for everyone for joining uh, today's episode of the Digitize Diaries. This this is episode two. Uh, we are going to have the first episode available on Spotify and iTunes over the coming weeks. But I want to thank you for, for taking time out today. Thank you, John Paul. Uh, I see Martin Gilchrist has just joined us. Um, hopefully we'll get Martin on as well in future conversations to talk about digital transformation in the accountancy and finance space. That's another area that digital transformation is playing a huge role in. So if you're somebody who is interested in digital transformation, uh, you would like to join this conversation at some point in the future, uh, please do reach out to myself and Barry and get in touch. Uh, this is very much a learning environment. Uh, we want to we want to have other people involved in these conversations, uh, in these discussions so that we can learn uh, from each other. Uh, But if you haven't already done so, uh, you can stop by my own uh, LinkedIn profile uh, and check out episode one, which happened earlier on this week uh, where we did a LinkedIn Live. Uh, It was also available on Facebook and we're going to be doing more of those uh, over the coming weeks. So please do feel free uh, to reach out and get in touch. Uh, If you've got any questions uh, or you'd like us to cover something on the Digitized Diaries, we'd be delighted to do that for you. Any final words, Barry? Uh, that's it. Again, just a big thank you to those that listened in. Thank you, Wayne, for for, for hosting. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next episode. Not at all. And we'll see you next time uh, on the Digitize Diaries. Thanks for listening into this episode of the Digitized Diaries with your hosts, Wayne and Barry. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation and deep dive and today's learnings can help growth for you and your business. Don't forget to hit the subscribe so you get notified when the next episode is available. See you next time.